Welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we work to recover the dignity and mission of vocation. Learn more at metronmanager.com. Welcome back to the Metron Manager Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Nowlin. We are back with session 10 of this 12-part series of talks that I call Theology of Work 101. This 12-episode series is a concise teaching that will help introduce you to the theology of work and help you recover the dignity and mission of vocation. This series is derived from my book titled Managing Your Metron, A Practical Theology of Work, Mission, and Meaning. I believe this series of talks will be crucial in helping you become a successful Metron manager. I hope you are being inspired and challenged by this series. Welcome back to session 10. So Adam was to physically and spiritually cultivate the garden. They had a job description that encompassed spiritual, natural dynamics. Remember, it was all integrated. They are not just pruning trees, cleaning out rivers, and doing good creation care stuff, but they were cultivating and stewarding and hosting the presence of God in the garden. They were being naturally supernatural in their ecosystem, and their ecosystem was naturally supernatural. It was defined by work being worship. And that worship and that relationship with God that came through that was what created culture. So the ecosystem of the garden was an environment of worship. They were cultivating a naturally supernatural environment. They were managing their relationship up and out, and they were subduing as they did this. They were bringing things into order. They were heavenizing their environment, you could say. They were bringing in the software of heaven to order the condition of creation through that relationship, that connection point with their heavenly father. This is where you get the idea of on earth as it is in heaven that Jesus prayed. This is what was going on. The father God was connecting with his creation through Adam and Eve. And everything they touched was being heavenized because they had touched heaven. They were sourcing culture They're experiencing culture, they're experiencing community, their experience of reality was all built around what was normative in heaven, what was good and welcoming in God's estimation. And that was what they were influencing creation with. They were cultivating and stewarding culture in a holistic sense. So Adam and Eve held hands with God, but they kept their feet in the garden. Okay, a core idea here is that culture is supernatural. For anything else in reality to make sense, we have to understand this, especially as Christian influencers, those that are called to manage our metrons, we have to understand that culture is supernatural. It's not a construct of mankind in its original sense. Um, Mankind plays a key role, but it's a supernatural construct, and it's not neutral. 
It's authored and designed as a system. Culture is a system that God created. We'll see, how, we'll see here in a second why that matters. It's informed. It's a system that's informed by whomever mankind worships, whether worshiping the one true God or worshiping false gods, worshiping themselves as another false god. That system of culture is informed by something, something spiritual. Culture ends up as the ultimate battleground where values collide and the character and nature of the one true living God and that of his enemies is revealed. So culture is a landscape of life and death. It's where trees are judged by their fruit, like Luke 6 verse 43 talks about. So we are all co-authoring the software code that will define our Metron. And as you stand on earth, you stand in your Metron and you hold on to heaven, you become that conduit, that conduit for the culture found in heaven to flow into the garden of earth, to fill your Metron. That is your original design to be that connection point. What are you going to get from the throne room of heaven where you commune with God, where you're seated in heavenly places, the Bible says, that will influence out and shape the world around you? Everybody's going to benefit from that. This is why you're called to so much more. You're called to something and you're saved to something, not just from something. So Dallas Willard again says in that quote, he refers to this idea, the disciple and the friend of Jesus who has learned to work shoulder to shoulder with his or her Lord stands in this world as a point of contact between heaven and earth a kind of Jacob's ladder by which the angels of God may ascend and descend into human life. Thus, the disciple stands as an envoy or a receiver by which the kingdom of God is conveyed into every quarter of human affairs. So how are we doing at conveying the kingdom of God into every quarter of human affairs? That's where we need to self-assess as Metron managers. I like to refer to us in the body of Christ as Metron managers because we've all been given our Metrons by God, that delegated sphere of influence and authority, and that's what we're accountable for. So managing your Metron is all about being a disciple, making disciples who make it right, but being a disciple that conveys this kingdom of God into all these dark and desperate areas of human existence, into creation. We shape cultures by conveying the culture of heaven into a culture-starved environment. So the first evidence of this heavenly influx is that our inner man is reborn. So this is where it starts. We're regenerated in Christ. We are saved. The second indicator that happens, that, that indicates that there's an influx happening from heaven is that our metron begins to glow with the presence of God. We become a light in this world. We shine as lights in this dark world. Culture is designed to be the primary visible example of the presence of God in an individual or among the nations. You're designed to shine. This is part of God's beautiful original design is that you're designed to shine. You shine and you radiate light. You radiate. When you're connected with heaven and the presence of God is residing in you, like the Garden of Eden, you are radiating light into dark and weary lands. And you get noticed. This is why the kingdom of God is attractive. It's attractional. People want into the kingdom when they experience it, and then they want to meet the king once they experience the kingdom. 
So the kingdom of God has a very defined culture. How is it defined? Where does it come from? Kingdom culture is defined by the character, nature, and ways of God. And by this understanding that God has preferences. He likes things to be like him because he's perfect. He wants to see perfection replicated. And culture is a mechanism by which he shines through us into creation. This is how life gets imparted into creation. Thank you for listening to the Metron Manager Podcast, presented by Jonathan Nowlin and the Metron Manager Project. Remember, God has given you permission and a commission to work. Learn more at metronmanager.com.